We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now the question is: Is what's the how good is the supporting cast going to be at Wake Forest? It's going to be or at Notre Dame. It's going to be better than what is was what it was at Wake Forest, but it will be good enough because, like I said, Sam Hartman is going to be a very key ingredient to winning a title. But he is not the guy that can put a team on his shoulders the way that Trevor Lawrence did against Ohio State in the semifinals in 2019. Yeah, he's not that guy. The way that Joe Burrow could by just ripping you apart, and if you did too much he could tuck and run and make a play he's not that guy in my opinion and 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 so you guys you have to have receivers step up and make plays because if Sam Hartman's throwing the ball up and giving guys a chance and they're not making the plays then it doesn't matter how good he is he and and the reason is because he's not going to go out there and the reason I say about Trevor Lawrence thing is because I think Sam Hartman could go out into a game and just rip a team up with his arm but in that game, if you remember, Ohio State had a great secondary that year, and they were beating the Clemson receivers up just the whole game. And they couldn't throw the football. And so the game started to turn when Trevor starts making plays with his legs. He ended up rushing for 100 yards that game, yep. which then opened up some opportunities for them to finally go make some plays later. And, and so that's not something I think you're going to see Sam Hartman do on that stage. He may be able to do it to NC state or central Michigan. Cause he's had some games where he's made plays with his legs, but it's not happening against Georgia. It's not happening against Ohio state in the playoff. It's not going to happen against, you know, 2018 version of Clemson. It's not going to happen against Alabama. And that's the point. You've got to have the town around him to step up. And so we, you look at the receiving core and the question that we ask is, do they need an alpha and can there be one on this team? Last year when we had this conversation, Ryan, the answer was no, they don't need an alpha at wide receiver. Well, why do you say that? Because they already have an alpha. He just plays tight end. And to me, I don't think there's a tight end on the roster that can beat Brock Bowers. Like Georgia didn't have an alpha at receiver last, last year, but they had an alpha in the past game. His name was Brock Bowers. Notre Dame doesn't have that at tight end this year. And I think the tight end position is going to be very good, but it's not that it's not that. There's no Brock right. Bowers on the roster. There's no Michael Mayer on the roster. Maybe there's a Cole Komet. Maybe. Mitchell Evans may be that guy, and that's a very good tight end. But Cole Komet's not – who's a very good football player. He's yep. still not Michael Mayer. 
and and that's the conversation. You know, uh, Kyle Rudolph to me was a very good college player. He wasn't Tyler Eifert, sure. right? And and there's a difference there. And so to me, that's the question mark: is do they need an alpha? Can you can you be a team? Can Notre Dame now? You can have teams that don't have alphas and win titles. We've seen that Ohio State didn't have a, a, an alpha in the past game in 2014. Michael Thomas wasn't at Ohio State what he was in the pros. Devin Smith was a big play guy, but he wasn't an alpha. We have seen teams win titles without alpha receivers. The question is, can Notre Dame be that team? And that's that's where I think the debate gets into, Ryan, is do they need an alpha for this offense to truly be good enough to compete for a championship? I don't think they need an alpha to even be a playoff team. But to be a championship team, do they need an alpha? And my answer is, yes, this year at receiver, they need one. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I think that they need an alpha in big time situations is kind of how I'll coin it because I do think that there's a world where Notre Dame can be really good. But again, this is, this is that like margin for error thing we always talk about, right? It's like, if you have one guy that is an absolute alpha, you don't need everybody to step up all of them, right. To, to be a collaborative effort as much when you don't have an alpha, you need like multiple guys to step up and just be really good players, right? Like to be that guys that you can consistently depend on. So I do think there's a reality where you don't need an alpha, like in the traditional sense of like, that's the volume getter. That's the guy that you know is your number one receiver. No questions about it. But I do think that Notre Dame absolutely needs an alpha in the sense that 
when there is a big moment in a football game, where's the ball going? That's that guy that they need, right? I don't know if that's Tobias. I don't know if that's Jaden Thomas. I don't know if that's Dion. I don't know who that guy will be, but I think that you do need an alpha when it matters most in those big games, in those big moments. Cause I, cause I mean, I think that personally this offense is going to be spread out pretty well as far as volume, right? Like, Sure. I think Dion's going to get his. I think Tobias is going to get his. Jane's going to have his opportunities. Lorenzo, like I think all these guys are going to have their opportunities. I don't know if there's one guy that I look at and say he's going to have a thousand yards and everybody else is going to have sure. five or six hundred. Because you're not defining alpha by being a, a, a the number the production. One. Yeah, the, the production, and yeah. I think that's the difference. Is I don't think there's going to be a guy that has seventy five catches for twelve hundred yards. Right. I, we're not. We're not going to see one. In my opinion. I don't, you know, again, I could be, I hope I'm wrong, actually. It'd be kind of cool if somebody stepped up like this and, and became that kind of guy. But we're not going to see a guy that's going to have, uh, you know, the kind of season that Will Fuller had in 2015. 62 catches, 1,258 yards, or even what he was in 2014 where he had 76 catches for yeah. over 1,000 yards. We're not going to see a Michael Floyd who had 100 catches that year. And the year before, he had 79 catches. I just don't think Golden Tate, 93 for 1,496. I don't think we're gonna we're gonna see that kind of guy. I could in 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 certain scenarios see someone being what Chase Claypool was in 19. 66 catches, barely over a thousand yards, 13 touchdowns. Like it would not shock me if if in 13 games Tobias Merriweather had, you know goes over a thousand yards and he does so in the bowl game. Because if right. you think about it, you know, Chase that year ended up with a thousand and thirty-seven yards, Ryan. Well, I mean, he didn't even have nine hundred going into the bowl game. He was at 891. He just had a huge game against against Iowa State, not a very good bowl team that put him over 1,000. Uh, I could see a guy having a Miles Boykin type of, of, of year, production-wise, that Miles had in 2018, where he had 59 catches for 872. Well, why did he – why was he – you know, he had number one but had that low production. Well, Chase Claypool had 50 for 639. Chris Fink had 49 for 571. Alizé Mack had 36 for 360. Right, like you, you could. I could see something like that. What I mean by alpha is a guy that is is a couple things. You mentioned one already. They need a guy, and preferably more than one guy, that can step up and be a dude in big moments. Yeah, and that's what I've always said that separates Will Fuller from some of the other receivers that he's matched up against. Is Will wasn't just a producer, but Will Fuller stepped up when games are on the line, you know, or when the team needed. Because, see, clutch isn't always do you make the fourth quarter play. It's not always did you catch the game winner against Virginia. It's not always did you catch the game winner against Temple. Sometimes it's did you make the play when your team was reeling a bit to help them get back in the game. And and I look to a clutch play for Will Fuller was the first offensive play of the game against USC in 2015. Well, that can be clutch on the first play because USC had just gone right down the field and scored, and it was kind of this here-we-go-again mentality. Because remember, the year before, USC absolutely annihilated Notre Dame. Annihilated Notre Dame. It was 49-14, and it wasn't that close. And you're coming into that game that year, Ryan, and you're, you're winning some games. You, you, you started to you, – you, know, you, you, you had lost to Clemson a couple weeks earlier, but you, you bounced back against Navy. You don't have your starting quarterback. You're facing USC, who had just beat your face in – you know, in, in previous weeks. Now, they weren't that great, but, you know, I you're still – 2014, they weren't great either. And the first drive of the game, 
it was Cody Kessler, wasn't it? Just leads them right down the field and just bam, 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 bam. Easy touchdown for USC. And you're thinking, well, here we go again. What does Will Fuller do? The first play of the next series, he just torches, torches uh, the Jackson kid from from USC for an 80, for an 80, a 75 yard touchdown. And just like that, a stadium went from quiet because that was the only time I've ever seen that at Notre Dame. I saw this at Michigan in twenty in twenty eleven. This crescendo eruption. I've talked about this on that wheel route to to um, Jeremy. Was it was it Jeremy Gallon? Is who caught that pass? Right, twenty one. Uh, right, you were twenty one. I think yeah, so. Yeah, eleven. And then I saw it again in, in two thousand. Or the first time I saw it was two thousand ten on the Little Giants play at Michigan State. I was there for that. Where the it's like fourth and a mile. It's a long field goal. There's no way that they, they know they're going to lose to Notre Dame in overtime. And then that crescendo explosion that happened when they threw that ball, Harrison Smith falls down, they throw the touchdown Char- pass to Charlie Gant, yeah, yeah. Well, the only time I've ever seen that in their name was, was uh, at a game that I've been at was that 2015 game because, you know, it's pretty quiet in there. I mean, you're, you know, people were kind of doing the cheering of, hey, you know, let's go team, but it was kind of like a normal cheering. It wasn't like, like really loud. And I was up on the roof with my wife because we were filming the game because back then they would let me film the game to do breakdowns. They don't let me do that anymore. Uh, so she's up there filming. I'm getting her squared away, and I'm watching this play, and the ball leaves Deshaun Kaiser's hands, and you hear the slow crescendo. And when Will Fuller catches it, just the place erupted. Right. Well, all of a sudden, the Notre Dame team and the Notre Dame fans said, this ain't 214 anymore. This ain't 2014 yeah. anymore, folks. Right. We are not that team anymore. You, you're going to have a problem today. And Notre Dame goes on to win the game. But when they needed to play, you knew where the ball was going and there was nothing you could do about it. And and I think that there needs to be something like that on this team because, Ryan, to your point, if that kind of guy emerges, then he may not, he may not always be the guy that makes the money play. It may be if let's say Tobias and Merriweather emerges because we're going to get into who are the alpha candidates. But one is going to be Tobias. We're going to talk about him. But let's say Tobias is just going off on a team, and it's the last series of the game. It's a tie ball game. Notre Dame is at their own 15. It's the playoff semifinal. They're playing Georgia. they got to move the ball down the field. They've got to get points on the board. They're down a point. Let's make it even more. more, more they're down a point. Well, who's Georgia going to say, that guy ain't beating us? They're going to look at number five and say, five ain't beating us because he's had a good game. He's played that way. You know, He's having a Marvin Harrison-type game against Georgia last year. And all of a sudden, he's not the one making play on the last drive. It's Jaden Thomas, who just smoked a safety because or smoked a nickel because they're doubling Tobias. Or it's Dion making a one-on-one into the boundary because they're sliding their 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 coverage to the field to make sure that they can high low Tobias and keep him from making a play. Now all of a sudden you've got that one-on-one. Oh shoot, they're worried about Jaden, Tobias, and Dion, and all of a sudden Mitchell Levin's you know, sneaks free up the seam for a 35-yard gain to get him in the field goal range, right? But it's because the alpha is there that they're able to play, that those guys are able to make plays because they're now getting one-on-ones because they're like, we're not going to let him beat us. Look at Ohio State once Marvin got knocked out of the game. Now, they had other dudes, but their offense was completely different once Marvin got knocked out of the game. And so to me, when you have that presence in there, even when he's not making the plays – He's impacting and he's an alpha, right? I mean, one of the, one of the, I mean, Jordan made, Michael Jordan made so many huge shots to win games. But if you look at Jordan and and Larry Bird, two of the biggest money plays they ever made in their careers were passes. 
right? Didn't Jordan, Jordan the one that kicked it out to, to John Paxson, right? I believe so, yeah. Uh, yep. And then you think of Bird making a steal against the Pistons in the Eastern Conference Finals or uh, was the semifinals, and then tossing it to DJ and he lays it in, right? So, um, you know, when I when I look at it, Ryan, it's 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 a scenario where it's not just about the alphas, the guy that always makes the plays. It's his presence makes everything, everyone else around him even better. Sure. And I think that is something that to me is even more reason why they need someone to step up early and say, if you don't account for him, he's going to rip you apart. Because if you can create that kind of guy, then it's going to make everything else better. If, imagine if a team cannot, is so worried about the two outside guys that they just can't account for Jaden Thomas and Chris Tyree in the slot. And in the tight end, I mean, you can't cover everybody, right? And that's kind of like what made that Bama's another example. All the town in the world Bama had when their two alphas got knocked out in the championship game, they could do nothing. Had the Heisman Trophy winner quarterback, had a quarterback, a running back that was going to get drafted, had all the, you know, what top five overall draft pick at left tackle, correct? It wasn't Evan Neal, the left tackle on that top team. 10. Top, top 10. 10. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, you can't move the football against a team you just ripped up a month before when you had those guys healthy, or at least one of those guys healthy. And so to me, that's kind of, um, that's kind of where I'm at with this Ryan yeah. is, is that's needed for this offense. This offense cannot afford to just be a spread it around team to win a championship. If they're spreading around all year and there's no the guy, they're going to win a lot of games this year. It might yep. even make the playoff, and it'll be fun. But I do think someone has to emerge as that dude if their offense is going to really be capable of beating Georgia, beating Bama, beating Ohio State, and going on the road and beating USC. Yep. I really, I really do. Uh, excuse me, going on the road and beating Clemson. Excuse me. I think you need somebody to be that guy. Now, who it, is it going to be? Yeah, I, I think it's so debilitating, man, as a defensive guy when. You just look across and you're like, anything I do defensively from a coverage perspective, not really worried. Like, you don't have a guy that worries me, right? Like, that was the biggest thing is, like, even last year, Brian, it's like everyone knew Michael Mayer was that guy, right? But other guys around him didn't step up enough, and your quarterback maybe wasn't good enough throughout the majority of the season to take advantage of one-on-one opportunities. I feel like Notre Dame is going to be in a much better and more advantageous situation this year to take advantage of one-on-one opportunities. But to your point, I mean, you had your alpha last year. That was Michael Mayer. When there was a big play, eyes went to 87. And usually he would still make the play, even if you forced it in there. But at the end of the day, man, you don't have that proven production coming back. I mean, your leading your leading returning receiver had 600 yards for a different football team last right. year. That's a where bad, you're at. A bad football team. Can I add yes. something to what you're just saying? Well, I'm going to add sure. something to what you're saying too, Ryan, is we've talked a lot about how open the receivers were last year. And how better quarterback gets in the ball. But what was part of the reason? Because you made a great point. What was part of the reason they were always getting open? Because they were always facing one-on-ones. Why? Because linebackers and safeties were constantly worried about 87. Mm -hmm. Constantly. And and that's why Brayden Lindsey was getting one-on-ones outside. It's why Deion Colsey was getting one-on-ones outside. It's why other guys were getting one-on-ones. Jaden Thomas was was working against nickels in the slot. And they're like, this guy can't cover Jaden Thomas. Yeah. Right. It's because they were worried about stopping 87. 
are they good enough to get that open that consistently when they're not folks on 87? I think that's a fair question, right? It, it's a very fair question. I think the talent is there, but guys got to stamp step up, right? Yeah. And and so it's really that kind of game changer type of guy. It's not, you know, somebody asked, is Hunter Renfro an alpha? No, because Hunter Renfro wasn't even the best receiver on his team. He was a clutch player, but he wasn't an alpha because he wasn't a guy that was going to take over a game. He wasn't a guy that you had to completely – he was the guy that got open because you were worried about Mike Williams, right? Yeah. That's 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 who he was, and he was really good at it. But, you know, it's like Chris Fink put up very similar Hunter Renfro-ish type of numbers in 2018. Why? Because he was constantly catching the third and fourth best cover guy on a the team. They were so worried about Miles Boykin and Chase Claypool outside that they and, – and then you had to deal with Alizé Mack and – and Dexter Williams is the running back. You weren't worried about Chris Fink. And guess what? He'd rip you up. Yep. You know, and, and so that's more of that complimentary guy. And that that alpha makes those guys better, in my opinion. And that's why it's important that that guy has to emerge. So let's talk a little bit about a, some candidates here, Ryan, that, that we think. And I, I think the most obvious one is a guy that you and I have been talking about for over a year. A guy that we think has the chance to be a star. And from everything that we're hearing in practice from sources, and I don't care not just what we see, but also what we're hearing, talking to people inside the program, talking to people that 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 have been at practices that maybe aren't coaches and players and stuff, but see practices, talking to people on the defensive side of the ball. Every single source that I've talked to in the last two weeks has basically said the same thing. Five is a stud. And that, for those who don't know, Dion, Tobias Merriweather changes number to five this offseason, yeah. his high school number. That's where we start the conversation of a guy that could potentially be an alpha is it starts right there. Kent, well, now, and- can he translate it into the field? We're going to find out. But in practice, and from a raw talent standpoint, Ryan, Tobias Merriweather is, is at the top of my board for who could be that alpha type of player. And I think it makes sense because I think he's the one that could also win in so many different ways, right? Like, I mean, we'll talk about Dion, I'm sure, in this conversation, right? But it's like Dion is that vertically oriented catch point guy, right? The guy that can create some explosive plays. You know, you have a couple guys like Jane Thomas who are more of that slot type who can win at being a route runner and having a physical frame. But Tobias Merriweather is the one wide receiver in the group right now in 2023 that you look like and say, he can be a vertically oriented player for you at six foot four. He can win down the football field if you need him to do that. He can also run routes and create instant separation, short and intermediate. He can do that stuff as well. He can win above the rim because, again, he's six four and springy. He can win the back shoulder game because of the frame he has. So I look at him and I say the most likely alpha because of the fact that no matter what situation you're in, he can affect it, right? Like it, whether the field is condensed or you're opening things up, Tobias Merriweather has the talent to affect the football game, man. And whether you put a small corner on him, he can beat him because he's got the length and he's got those attributes. Whether you put a big physical guy and you say, hey, uh, Tobias, you need to beat him with some finesse now, some foot quickness, the ability to get in and out of breaks. He has the ability to win that way too. So I think the it's the easiest bet in my opinion because he has a way of beating every different type of defender, right? It's like if you have a really tall, long corner who's springy against Deion Colsey, for instance, maybe you take up some of what he does really well away. Maybe you could do that. But if you do that against Tobias, he's going to break off a route and 
get some easy separation against you, right? So I think that's the biggest thing about Tobias is that he has an ability to win in so many different ways, which makes him interesting. He does. I think he's we, – I've, we don't need to talk a, a lot more about him, Ryan. Everybody knows I think he can yeah. be a stud. It, the question is can you go from one catch to being a, a, an alpha? We'll find out, right? Yep. We've seen it before. I mean, uh, Golden Tate and Will Fuller went from six-catch guys to 1,000 yards the next year. And we've seen a guy with with one. I mean, we, we saw that with Equinemi St. Brown. He had one catch for eight yards in 2015, and then in 2016 he was without question their name's best receiver. Had some big games, and I think Tobias is more talented than Equinemy St. Brown was, with all due respect. Who's talented? But I think Tobias is a better is a better player, and he went out the next year, Ryan. And I I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what his specific. He had over 50 catches and over 900 yards. Okay, 58 catches for 961 yards and nine touchdowns, 16.6 per catch, and that was in a year where they didn't make a bowl game, if you remember correctly. And so, to me, he is a he is a guy that has a thousand yards if they play in a bowl game. They just do. If if Alf, if I'll say this, if Tobias Merriweather has 58 catches for 961 yards and nine touchdowns at 16.6 a pop in the regular season, this Notre Dame offense is going to be incredibly hard to stop. Incredibly hard to stop. Because to your point, there's going to be so much more spread around football going on that if he's putting up those kind of numbers, that means this offense is just really racking them up this season. So uh, that would be, and I'm talking regular season, that would be fun to watch, and this offense would be outstanding. Yep. Some other guys that are capable of being alphas, Ryan, uh, I don't know if there's a ton that are capable of being alphas. I think Deion Colsey is. I just don't know if Deion Colsey physically has the tools to be an alpha, physically. Yep. 6'5", he's fast. He's got exceptional catch radius, strong hands. It's just... What I don't know, what I don't question about Tobias is I know Tobias wants to be an elite. He has that kind of swagger, that kind of work. I don't know if Dion does. And that's going to be the big question with Dion. If Dion becomes a guy that just really like makes his craft important, plays with an elite confidence, and just really says, I want to be great and I'm going to go out here every single day and work to be great then you're going to have a, a special group of outside receivers. I mean, it's going to be better than what it was in 18, in my opinion. Because I think I think Dion has a chance to be every good as every bit as good as Chase was that year. And they're very similar. I think Chase is a little bit faster, but they're very similar athletes in, in a lot of ways. But I think Tobias is a better player than Miles Boykin. Can be a better player than Miles Boykin, in my view. Yeah. And so to me, uh, it, it could be that. I just need to – I at the very least, I expect Dion to be a very good, solid part of the rotation that, that's a 35, 40 catch guy. I, I think he'll be that. I, I, I do. I think he showed that late last year, at least a 30 catch guy, you know, 15 yards a catch, you know, have some good games, good rotation guy with Caleb Smith into the boundary and other, you know, that kind of thing. But if if the light goes on for Dion and he really – gets in a soul like I want to be great and I know I need to every single day I need to work to get it I don't know how you stop these out I mean I really truly believe that I don't know how you stop this pass game with those two guys outside and the ability to run the football the way Notre Dame can run the football I really don't 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's it's like that internal switch that some guys have, right? Mm -hmm. As far as like being an alpha, like Terrell Owens had it, right? Like the best have it. Jerry Rice had it. Like those guys that when they needed a big play, like why would you not throw the football to me, right? Like I I demand the football. Like there's almost a demand for it. And you don't know if Dion has that yet. You don't. I mean – but because it, it doesn't just come on Saturdays, Ryan. That's the whole point. Right. You just mentioned two guys. Look, say whatever you want about T.O. And T.O. Yeah. was a character. Yes. But you know what I never heard anyone mention? And you may know better than me because you're, you're you're living near Philadelphia. I never heard anyone say the guy doesn't work. Oh, no. No one has ever right? said that about Terrell Owens. No, no. Never heard that. I've heard that about Des Bryant. Yep. But never about Terrell Owens. I never heard that about Reggie Wayne. I never heard that about Jerry Rice. I never heard that. Michael Irvin was a worker. A, yeah. I, I mean, but off the field, he, he would get into trouble. He was, yes. but when he was at practice, he was, he worked. Yes. He worked. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with Dion. And, and we're not saying he doesn't work. It's like, it's, uh, it's set up all along. I, I'm not saying he's lazy. I'm not saying he doesn't care. I'm saying is there's a difference between what you think is, is, the level needed to be great and what actually is the level needed to be great. And that's what separates the best players from the not best players. It's not just physical tools all the time. It's, it's, do you truly understand the level of focus and work needed for you to maximize your potential as a player? That's something that's plagued Chase Claypool his entire career in college and the pros. If Chase Claypool had the work ethic of a Cooper cup or a Devante Adams, He'd be one of the ten best receivers in, in the NFL. I truly believe that because how many team, how many guys out there are six four and a half, two thirty that run low four fours that can jump forty inches in the NFL? Not many. There aren't Just, and can make plays after the catch. There aren't many. Chase's yeah. thing is that I don't think Chase really understands what it takes to be great, and he's not working to get there. That's the difference. Now, Dion and Chase are different kids. I don't think Dion Dion's a much more Dion's a great kid i mean involved in the community and a, and a really good student he just he gets life outside of football and i have no fault that my point is does he really understand what he needs to do on a daily basis to be great that's and does he the want question. to and does and he does want he to want i think to. he want yeah. but there's, there's there's the there's the mental acknowledgement of i want to and then there's the burning desire in your soul that i relentless. want to relentless right. yeah i mean terrell owens is a great example brian because and Terrell Owens was a worker, man. Like he was right. relentless. And like again, no matter what you think about him, like that guy was going to take your lunch money, man. Like he didn't care. Right. Like he was like, I am going to. That's why a guy comes from 
the University of Tennessee Chattanooga and then and then goes on to have 15,000 plus yards receiving in right. the NFL, right? Because he had that internal drive that you can't teach. Like you really can't teach that, man. Like you can teach better habits, but like that's usually one of those things where like right. you're born with that or you don't. Or like you have it or you right. don't, right? If Dion has it, I mean, I've been picking him as a breakout star all offseason, right? Because I think right. that he can do that type of stuff. If he has that internal drive, kid could be a superstar. Yeah, he's six five and can run and has lines faster than win. people think he is. Ryan, he's a lot faster than people think. He is. People, I think people think he's like a four six something guy. I wouldn't be shocked if right now he's running around four five. I've heard some things about Dion Speed, and he was his track numbers are pretty good too. But yeah. at six five with those long legs, he can run. He can really yeah. run. Is he Marvin Harrison Jr. fast? No, I'm not saying that. But he could be, he could do similar things as a boundary guy. And, and that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. A couple other guys, Ryan. Uh, Jaden Thomas to me is not an alpha. What I think Jaden Thomas is going to be is just money. Clutch, like, yeah. I, I think what he could be is he could be, he could be the Hunter Renfro. Now, completely different type of body types and players, but you know, Jaden may not ever be your leading receiver. He may not ever be your guy, but he may be the guy that catches the game winning touchdown pass in the championship game. Right. I mean, do you see what I'm saying? Like yep. he's going to be that man, you know, Tobias had the game winning catch for a touchdown or Dion had the game winning catch for a touchdown. But do you remember that third down and five that Jaden converted to set them up for the touchdown? That's what I think Jaden Thomas can be this season. So I don't think Jaden yep. is an alpha. I don't think Caleb Smith is an alpha. I don't even think Lorenzo Styles is an alpha. Even I expect him to be the team's best receiver last year, but I don't think he's got that alpha tools that like a Will Fuller had at his size. I think the other alphas that they have, Ryan, are the freshmen. I think Jaden yeah. Greathouse has alpha talent, and I think Braylon James has alpha talent in a different type of way. I just don't see that happening in 2023. I don't think either one of those guys are going to be alphas this season. They're going to need time. But for this team, I think it really comes down to Dion and Tobias are the best two chances they have for alphas. I don't think Chris Tyree's an alpha, but I think Chris Tyree's the kind of guy that if your outside guys are are stepping up, Chris Tyree will get, will be the home run hitter. Yeah, he only needs two or three touches to do it. If 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 you're worried about that, because if you're worried about that, Ryan, what happens? You've got to spread out. You've got to widen out your defense, and that's when all of a sudden a guy like Chris Tyree's running a tunnel screen. You know what I mean? And you know now all of a sudden you're off to the races, and that's. But it all comes down to because you're so worried about the running game. The line, the two monsters on the outside, Sam Hartman throwing the ball up, and next thing you know, I'm faking a I'm faking a bomb to Tobias, and I'm coming back. Tyree's running a little under tunnel over here, and next thing you know, it's peace out. <laughs> you know what I mean? And those are things that I'm looking forward to seeing. But it's got to come down to at least one of those two guys has to step up and be that guy. If they both yeah. do, I mean, it's it's a wrap. They're a playoff team. But I don't know if either one of them will. So that's the thing. Is if they both do, yeah. this is going to be a great team. But I don't know if either one of them are going to be able to do that this season. And that's what we're talking about, right? We're not talking about Tobias being an alpha next year. We're talking about can he be that guy this year? Yep. As a that's the question. Yeah. That's right. the question. And and I think you've said this before, but like Dion is also a very young junior, right? Like he's not like an older right. junior. Like he's a he's young more guy sophomore too, age so. wise. And yeah. he played at a school that just, I mean. He played at a, a very academic or he went to a very academically oriented school and it just the, the quality of the talent he was going against wasn't good. So it comes down to I think Dion wants to be great. I just don't think Dion completely understands the work and the, and the mentality that goes into it, it's not just 
the practice. It's the film session. It's the weight room workout. It's the, what are you doing in June when you're home visiting family and nobody's, nobody's paying attention. Do you really, are you out there pushing yourself the way that, you know, you, you've heard the stories about magic and Larry, they'd, they'd be home. And, and Larry's like, well, I gotta, I gotta shoot a thousand free throws a day. Cause I know magic shooting a thousand free throws. And, and Larry and magic was like, well, I gotta shoot 2000 free throws. Cause I know Larry shoot 2000 free throws. And just, it's that, it's that level of, you know, I don't care where I'm at. It's because I'm striving for something and, and no matter where I'm at, I'm always do, I'm always focused on that and working on that. And that's, that's what separates the, those guys from the, you know, the like why that's why miles Boykin hasn't been very good in the NFL. Like, and that's why I don't think Miles Boykin. I would even count him as an alpha. He was a really good player, but I don't think he was an alpha. And he had some money catches because I just don't think Miles Boykin ever had that. I want to. I want to beat you every single day mentality. Right. I don't. And that's the thing is, they had those great receivers in eighteen, but I don't think either of them had quite had that alpha mentality. Chase had the confidence of an alpha, but did he have the focus and maturity of an alpha? I don't think that he did. At least not that season. He was more so that in 2019. Ch- Miles definitely to me did, it wasn't that guy, in my in my view. He's very good, but not that. So we'll find right. out if any of these guys do. Hope so, man. Because I do think there's some dependable players on this offense, right? Because I mean, you mentioned Jane Thomas. Like I think Jane Thomas is just going to do the job, man. He's going to catch mm-hmm. the, every third down that he needs to catch, and he's going to separate when he needs to separate. When you need him, he'll be there, right? Like I think that he's going to be a very dependable football player. I think the tight end position could be that way. As long as they're healthy, I feel like they mm-hmm. are going to make the plays that they need to make, right? The running backs, I expect the running game to be there. But at the end of the day, man, we're talking about that one or two guys going from good role players or very good role players to being guys that you need to account for in every single play. Mm-hmm. And there's a big difference there, man. And I, man, I'm like thinking, I mean, like, like Brian, like, I mean, in the passing game, I mean, if we're talking about like some past champions, right? Like you talk about the Georges and the Alabamas and, you know, any, everyone in between, they almost all, I think they all had that guy, right? I mean, it's different last year with Georgia, right? I mean, they had a tight end doing it, but he right? Still, like, he, he was, was still that alpha. guy. He was still that and guy. And the way he played tight end was more like a big receiver than yeah, a he's big slide big slot. Yeah. 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 But I mean the, to the Devonta Smiths in 2020, right? To the Justin Rosses and T. Higgins in 2018, yeah. to the Jamal Justin, Chases, like and Justin Jefferson in yeah. 2019. Uh no, you're right. I mean, and Brock Bowers is kind of I think the closest you could come to that was Brock Bowers in 2021. Yeah, but even then, in the big in the postseason, he was pretty good. But he wasn't quite that. He wasn't what he was this year, in my opinion. Sure, because it's still twenty. Yeah, twenty seventeen. You didn't really have that kind of guy at Bama. So there have been years, but again, it's who are the teams that always get away without that? It's 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 Bama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Because again, I don't think Ohio State had an alpha in twenty fourteen. Their alpha was a running back. That's who their alpha was. He was an alpha man. You know, and. Notre, as much as I love Notre running back, none of those guys are Ezekiel Elliott in college. Sure. I mean, they're they're not sure. that, you know. And so they had they at least had an alpha on offense. It was it just wasn't that guy. And and so yeah, right. Most of those teams and a lot of those teams have had two. I mean, you you talk about Clemson and L and eighteen and LSU and nineteen, but it's not the norm. Like John Mechie wasn't an alpha in twenty twenty. He was a really yeah. good complimentary player to their alpha. 
Well, they, they had Jalen Waddle before he got injured, though. Right, he but was he wasn't in there in the postseason. Right. right, right, sure. And I don't even view him as an alpha run. I view him as a dynamic, big-time playmaker. But an alpha is a guy that's going to like take over a game. I think that's a little bit more debatable, to be honest with you. I think he was a byproduct of just the fact that you you had – I'll say this. If you, if you put Jaden Waddle in the position that they asked Devontae to be in, after Jaden got hurt and your re- re- reverse roles, Jaden doesn't do what Devontae did that year. He was more to me needed to be because you couldn't put him on the outside and just let him win. His production came from the fact that you had to worry about so many other guys. That's at that point in his career. Could he have become that down the road? Maybe, but he wasn't that in 20. He was he was a guy that was complimentary. Now, what I loved about Jaden Waddles, he showed me that in the postseason he had some toughness. Because he was not healthy in the title game, no. at all, mm. at all, and he showed me some toughness. But you know, he's that guy that needed to be used. It's kind of like the difference between. This is going to sound weird. It's like the difference between like a Tyreek Hill and you know some 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 Cooper Cups and Devontae Adams type of guys, right? He's dynamic and he's a big time playmaker, but I've always felt like for him to really take over a game, he needed to be part of something because he wasn't that guy that could just by himself go out there and beat you rep after rep after rep. That's just kind of how I've always felt, but I could be wrong. But the point is when they got to the postseason, this is what we agree on. A Bama team did not have that in the postseason at one alpha in the postseason, but you know what they had a great trigger man. And that's something that those teams had, which circles back to point number one. <laughs>